Welcome back to another episode of the Sexmancers Podcast. Now, those of you who have been loyal listeners for a long time are probably wondering what's going on. Why is it that I've only produced, what, two, maybe three episodes this year? And while there's a long story to it, the short of it is I've just been really busy. A lot of things uh, have been booming and taking off. I've created multiple streams of income. And between all of that, it's been, well, sustainable for me. But everything just really started booming off even more that I've had to focus on meeting online sales, eBay uh, in particular, um, then uh, sales on some of my websites that I have in merchandise, which I know I need to focus on merchandise for this show and this platform and do a lot more for the website here. But everything's just been taking off. And then I've also had uh, laser eye surgery, and then I wasn't able to get sleep for a while because I had to wear this headgear at night, which made it next to impossible to be able to sleep. And so it's just been a really busy year, but I've been able to go through, I've been working on upgrades, uh, upgrades to automate things, uh, getting some additional help hired. And I've also been doing upgrades to my studio. Hopefully you notice a big improvement in the sound quality. Now I could go off and detail everything that's going on, but you're not here for that. You're here for the Sexmancers podcast to get the advice that you want as well as the entertainment. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's show. Okay, and let me go off by stating this. I've recently had another birthday. And I know, I know you're going off and you're trying to say, hey, you know, a birthday happens every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But it's a man's birthday. So it's an actual special day. And women are probably listening to this going, what? You're saying women's birthdays aren't that special? Well, yeah, they are. But a man's birthday is a little more special. And let me try and point this out. It's the one day of the year where you can take a day off of work and not have a to-do list at home, right? The one day when you have a young family where you can watch TV, you know, a movie or a TV show and not have to pause it a dozen times. It's a day that's actually about him for once. Today that instead of being dragged around to all the places his wife wants to go, he gets to choose the location. He gets to choose the activity. He gets to choose what restaurant you go to. So it is a special day, but there's more to it than that. If you go back to early 90s sitcoms and uh, early 2000s sitcoms, if there was a joke about marriage and sex, it would generally be about what are a man's two favorite days of the year. And those two favorite days would be his birthday and Christmas. Why? Because the joke is that's the only two days when his wife would give him a blowjob. Other than that, you know, there would be no foreplay from the wife to the man. And some of that marriage and uh, sex jokes of the 90s was about how it's the man's responsibility to do all of the work in the bed, that her pleasure is 100% his responsibility and his pleasure is secondary to hers. And it got to the idea that women, it was okay to be completely lazy and selfish in bed, while at the same time trying to blame the man if the performance was less then, well, didn't end in an orgasm, right? And so a man's birthday becomes, would become special because it's the one day when sex could be solely about his pleasure. And it's the one day where you can make a special request of your wife, a special sexual request from your wife to do something new, to try something different, to explore his fantasy and desires, 
Now, I know, I know, this is not always the case in the situation. There's plenty of women out there going, oh, we do all types of things in bed. Oh, yes, this and that. But there's also a lot of women out there who are shy, even after a decade of experience, still has maybe some low self-esteem and are just low self-confidence in trying something new, just wants to stick to what she knows, which is missionary position, doggy style, and maybe if the, and if the mood hit, she'll get on top, right? But there's a lot more to it than that. So I go off every year and I make a special request for my birthday, which gives my wife mixed feelings about my birthday. On the one hand, she wants to celebrate my birthday and, you know, actually let the day be about me and show her appreciation and love for me by just being able to allow me to relax and decide what it is we're going to do. And she won't complain about any of it. One of the things that she knows that she's going to dislike about my birthday is the fact that it's the one day of the year when we go off and say, hey, what are we going to eat for lunch? And I can say Chinese food because she hates Chinese food, right? So she already knows she's not going to like the meal plan for my birthday, okay? But there's also the special request, the sexual request, and she has mixed feelings about that. And yes, guys make sexual requests as part of their birthday gift, and you women out there, guess what? It's the one day of the year where it's about him, trying to fulfill his fantasies and doing so without complaint or protest. So I've used my birthday request in order to try and fulfill fantasies or to be able to explore trying out new things that she otherwise would not do. But since it's my birthday, she kind of feels obligated to give it a try. And over the years, the things that we have tried, some of the stuff or actually most of the stuff she enjoyed some of the stuff she hated, and others she's just kind of, eh, doesn't do anything for her, although it does quite a bit for me. And so these would be things where we would try out maybe different positions, maybe different sex acts, adding different toys to the bedroom, exploring some bondage, you know, that type of stuff. It was a birthday request where I went off and I just decided, you know what, everybody else is you know, talking about and trying anal. Hey, I'm going to make that my birthday request. I'm going to give that a shot to see what all the hype is. Oh, she really, you know, did not like that idea, but she went along with it. Turned out neither one of us liked it, (laughs) you know? So even though it was my birthday request, you know, here it is, I'm experimenting and also figuring out the things that I do and do not like along with hers. But there's a lot of other things that have gone on For instance, it was uh, on my birthday that I was first able to get her to do reverse cowgirl, right? And, oh, man, I enjoy that position like none other. That, That has to be my favorite position that delivers to me the most pleasure. She, on the other hand, doesn't like it, right? For her, she she doesn't like it. Not because, you know, it hurts or uncomfortable or anything like that. Well, actually, it is uncomfortable. It's awkward for her. She can't figure out, you know, where uh, to place her hands to brace herself. Um, The movement is a little bit hard for her, you know, and all of that. So she knows she doesn't really care for it, but I could never get her to try it. And part of that was the lack of self-confidence. It's also on my birthday where we tried out 
you know, blindfolding and tying each other up for the first time. Now, she really enjoyed that. So she's had some mixed feelings over the years about my birthday because she knows that there is going to be a special birthday request. And she doesn't know whether or not she's going to enjoy the birthday request or not enjoy the birthday request. All right. So, however, with all of that said, after all these years of being together, all the birthdays I've had, and her willingness to try and get out and explore more things throughout the year rather than just waiting for my birthday, the last couple of years for my birthday, I ran out of ideas. I've ran out of ideas of new things that I wanted to try. So I decided over the past couple of birthdays to just kind of go in another direction. And so the different direction that I chose to take over the last couple of years was just to tell her, surprise me. We have done a lot of things. We have gone through and explored a lot about what she does and doesn't like and what I do and don't like. And one of the things that I've figured out here over the years is that when it comes to role-playing, she really does not like the master-slave scenario. She doesn't like being told what to do. So she always had this disdain a little bit for my birthday because she didn't like the idea that she was being told, you're going to do this you know, for my birthday as my birthday request. And so she would be less enthusiastic about it. There would be some obvious signs that she's kind of upset that I was asking her to do it, even though in the end, most of the time, she found out that she actually enjoyed it. So the last couple of years, and part of this is because I just ran out of ideas, I just told her, surprise me. We have done a lot of things. You know what it is that I like and don't like. You know what you will and will not do. Uh, you know, or at least what you won't be upset doing. So surprise me, surprise me, give her kind of the freedom, which also, you know what? I found out that I enjoy the idea of just being surprised in bed. Why? Because now I'm looking at my birthday and my special birthday request as, hey, why do I have to always plan out everything or, you know, determine what it is we do and do not do? Why do I have to put in all of the effort into the creativity here. You know, I wanted to be able to just, you know, be along for the ride and you just do a whole bunch of stuff knowing what I like and don't like. You know, let me just enjoy you being the one to actually plan it out. Hey, it's my birthday. It's supposed to be a special birthday, you know, and part of my birthday request. So I just said, surprise me. Let me, you know, just do something. I don't want to have to think about it. I don't want to have to worry about what it is I'm going to be trying and trying to figure out, you know, what moves to do and what moves not to do and all of that. I just want to lay back and enjoy it for a change. And so the last couple of years or the last few years, I have done that. And I've turned and it turns out that that is actually better than me specifically telling her. I want you to do this on my birthday, you know, giving her that choice. So I put her in the position to choose what she thinks I might like instead of asking, uh, instead of asking her to do something, right? Now, that doesn't mean I just give her complete and total reign or free reign over the situation. No, I still have a couple of rules on my birthday request, and they are pretty simple rules. One, when it comes uh, to getting into the bedroom after, you know, uh, we get the kids to sleep or we get the kids, you know, away at grandma's house or whatever it is, and we finally get in 
to where she is going to rock my world. Rule number one, go in there with a plan. Don't just go in there and go, so what do you want? Right? No, no, no. Don't ask me. Right? Don't ask me, what do you want? Because that is an open-ended question. And I have realized that open-ended questions are the most dangerous questions of all. Because if you go ahead and just say, what do you want? And I respond and you don't like my response, then you get upset and then it kind of ruins the birthday thing, right? So don't ask me. Already have an idea of what it is you're going to do before we get in there, okay? So that's rule number one. I, I want you to already know what it is you want to do. Don't ask me. All right. Rule number two, if you are going to ask me something, you know, let's say you have a plan, but you don't know what I would like better, right? Give me multiple choice here. And if you're going to give me multiple choice here, it has to be a multiple choice scenario in which no matter what I choose, you won't be upset at, right? <laughs> I mean, w women, if a guy asks you uh, a questionnaire, or let me try and set it up this way. If you ask a guy, what he wants. And he asks you, well, what his choices are. And you list out choices. And one of those choices is something that you'll be pissed off if he chooses. That's not fair, right? That is wrong. You are trying to sabotage the situation. So if you're going to give me multiple choice of what to choose from, of the different ideas that you have, you cannot be upset at any of the choices you give me that I select from. I mean, there has been plenty of times over the course of a year when my wife would ask me a question outside of my birthday, what do I want? You know, and then when I answer her, she's upset because that's not what she wanted to hear. Or she'll give me a, a choice. And I swear she, this is just for traps. She'll give me a choice. And the choice I select was the choice that she, she didn't want me to select. And then she'd be upset. And I've never understood that. I never understood that mindset of giving a guy a couple of choices of what to do in the bedroom, you're the one picking what the choices are, and then you get upset at the choice he picks from your list of options. So yes, I have gone through and I stated, all right, go in there with a plan. Don't just ask me what I want. If you're going to ask me to choose between things, uh, you can't get upset at any of the choices you give me. So that has been what the two rules have been over the last few years now, when it comes to my special birthday request, right? Instead of me going off and requesting something very specific, because I can't think of anything now to uh, request that she hasn't already allowed me to try at least once, I have gone off and just given her that freedom. So what has been the results of that? What have been the results for my birthday? Well, let's examine that a little bit. Now, I'm not going to go off here and try and tell you what happened every year in which I have told her to just surprise me, but I will give you uh, just a couple of examples. So one year when I had gone through, and this was the first year where I told her that, you know, just surprise me, you come up with something. So the first year I gave her that freedom to choose what my big birthday special would be. What does she choose? She chooses the seven day sex challenge. Oh, yes. So my birthday gift, where instead of me picking something for that day and that day alone, I give her the freedom to choose, and her choice is seven days of sex. You know, a, a basically a birthday present that gets to be open seven days in a row instead of one night. 
That's, that was a big confirmation here that giving her the freedom to choose was a really good idea. Now, I learned some things over that seven-day sex challenge. One, I would have really preferred that she chose that as my birthday gift when I was much younger, in my early 20s instead of mid-30s. Because I started to realize that I'm not uh, the man I used to be energy-wise. You know, as a teenager and throughout my 20s, sure, seven-day sex challenge, that is heaven. I, that, that's easy. In the mid-30s, mm, you start realizing that men have uh, some starting to develop some limitations here, you know? By the time day five hit, I was needing some pharmaceutical help, you know, because as men get older, the recovery time starts getting a little bit longer. Even if you have a healthy, you know, sex life, you're going at it, you know, the three times a week for years and years and still going to every single day starts to create a little bit of hell, <laughs> a little bit of uh, problems. So I needed some help, and she realized that she was not as young as she used to be, as by the um, fifth day, she was starting to feel very sore and tender down there, no matter how much lube we use, right? And you know what? The, we did you know, switch between penetration and oral, and even with that, she was getting a little tender, and I was starting to need some pharmaceutical help. Now, so let this be a lesson, women. If you are going to decide to do a seven-day sex challenge with your man, you should do it you know, um, as early on in the relationship as possible while he's still young, whether that's you know, in uh, your early to mid-20s. Don't wait until about the mid-30s to do that because he won't be able to enjoy it as much as he did or would have in his 20s, okay? But the whole point is I gave her freedom to choose what my birthday request would be, what my special birthday would be, and she decided to give me seven days of pleasure, which was better than anything that I had come up with previously because it was always just one night of pleasure. So that was good. That was good. And then uh, another year, and um, actually this was this last birthday. What was it? Well, she went in there already knowing what she was going to do, and it was all focused on my pleasure, where she would do some of the greater hits, shall we say, of things that she knew that I liked and that she had decided on her own that's what she would do. No, so what was that? She blindfolded me and tied me up. Now, we have learned that she really likes to be blindfolded and tied down. That is just something that really is a turn on for her. But she has less confidence in tying me up and being the one to take control. But she knows that I like it too from time to time. So she would go off and she tied me up. She would be the one uh, to do oral. And then instead of laying down for me to return oral to her, she would go through and straddle my face. Hey, she doesn't do that very often. Um, you know, 69 uh, as well. You know, but she was also very energetic, and even though she doesn't get anything out of it, went forth uh, reverse cowgirl. You know, it basically took the things that I had asked for throughout previous birthdays and combining multiples of those into one night, and it was just amazing. 
She was at the top of her game, and oh man, did she pleasure me. And it was all the things that she came up with. And I started wondering, why is it? Because we've done these things before. Why is it that it just felt more pleasurable on my birthday? Well, I started thinking about that. And this is where I start getting into the lesson of today's show. I started thinking about why it is it just seemed more pleasurable. And the, and the answer that I could come up with was twofold. One, she was more motivated to focus on my pleasure because it was my birthday. So she was more motivated. See, you can go through and do a lot of things, you know, a lot of go through the motions of the acts, uh, the positions and all of that. But if you have very low energy, it doesn't feel as good as it does when you have very high energy. You're very much, you know, showing that you're into it and that you're just and that you're having fun and enjoying it as well. Now, some of you may be going, wow, that kind of sounds bad that most of the year she's not all that motivated. Well, I started thinking about that motivation factor, right? What is it that was so special about my birthday and that made her much more motivated in the bedroom? Now, you could argue that it was my birthday and she wanted to really show her appreciation. But if I got around to thinking about it, it's because of what she took beforehand. And no, 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 no. I'm not talking about some sexual stimulant. Uh, she, uh, she took some super B vitamin complex and drank some coffee, you know, caffeine, which she doesn't drink much of. And so I realized she it was much better because she was much more motivated and she was much more motivated because she was actually awake. See, if you're a younger couple, maybe you haven't figured this out yet, but once you have kids, your sex life does kind of decline. I mean, you may still go at it two, three times a week, sure, but you go through it half tired, right? Because let's face it, you get up early for work, right? You get up early, you spend the entire day working yourself, you know, uh, whether that's physically or mentally uh, exhausted. You come home, you try to do some chores, and you try to keep up with the kids. Then you got to get the kids into bed. The younger the kids are, the harder that becomes, <laughs> the harder that is. And then even after they're in bed, depending on the layout of your house, you got to wait until they're actually asleep so that they don't hear you. Right? And by the time, at least in our household, by the time we actually get the kids to bed and they're asleep and a deep enough sleep where we can actually enjoy having sex, we're both pretty tired. It's not just her. It is also me who is fairly tired and needs some help waking back up to get motivated for sex uh, as well. You know, and then of course there's the, you know, distractions from time to time. Oh, I heard a noise. Uh, oh, the kids aren't waking up. Are they? We're not being too loud. I mean, it's one of those things I heard from a comedian and maybe I'll, maybe I'll insert something uh, from that comedian uh, at some point, but the gist of it is, you know, um, he was being asked, you know, is there a song you like to listen to while you're banging? And it's like banging. I've been married for and then X number of years. I wouldn't exactly call it banging at this point. And no, we don't listen to songs because we have to be able to hear if the kids are coming, have to set up some traps, put some Legos on the floor, let them step on it for a change to give some warning. So all of this is to say that if you have kids, you understand that you can't just go at it at any portion of the day. 
you know, and that you can't always time it for when you are awake and alert. It's usually late at night, once you got the kids asleep and into a deep sleep, and you're pretty much tired yourself. So her having taken the Super B vitamin complex and some caffeine to wake up meant that she was actually fully awake and energetic going into the bedroom, which really showed in the bedroom because, man, it was just awesome. But I understand that can't be a normal thing. We can't say, hey, three times a week, you're going to take these super B vitamin complex and caffeine pills because why? Well, while yes, that created a very much awake and alert and very energetic in the bedroom, which vastly felt a lot better uh, than normal. It also meant that afterwards she had problems getting to sleep because she was pumped full of, you know, stimulants, you know, caffeine and super B vitamin. And she was just wide awake and alert. So I know you can't do that on a regular basis because then you get no sleep. And then the next day when you get up and go to work, you are tired and dragging ass because by the time you got to sleep, it was pretty much about time to wake back up. So I, I understand that is not a solution. We need to try and figure out something here about what to do uh, about the kids. You know, see if there's a way we can get them to bed earlier, wear them out more without wearing ourselves out too much. We need to figure out something. Maybe uh, throughout the year, we try to send them away to grandma's house uh, a little more often, just so that we can get to it earlier in the day when we're more awake and alert. But as I go through and I look at this more, just being more awake and alert, more motivated in the bedroom doesn't really account for it all. Doesn't really account for why on a birthday, sex just feels so much better, at least for a man's birthday. And so I really wanted to dive into this and be able to provide you the very clear insight into this. So I kept thinking, what was it that was different about that particular night than any other night? Because we've done those positions before. We've done those acts before. It's not the first time that she has taken the lead in uh, control. So what was so special about that night? You know, just because it was my birthday? And then I got to thinking, yes. Actually, because there is one thing about my birthday that is different from every other night of the year, and that is we go into the entire situation knowing that it's all about my pleasure and that it's not about me being able to perform for uh, long enough or good enough for her orgasm. It's the one day of the year where I can be selfish in bed, and there's no problem with it. There's no issue with me being selfish which means that while she was going off and, you know, having fun, you know, with me, you know, and focusing on my pleasure, I didn't have to hold back any. I didn't have to try and hold back, switch up positions in order to try and ensure that I last for her. I could just lay back, relax, let her pleasure me, and then just blow when I need to blow, right? And I realized that that is the one major difference, that in a relationship, yes, it is a necessity to want to focus on your partner's pleasure in bed, right? But as you go through and you try to build up pleasure for your partner, you do have a bit of a distraction for yourself, trying to ensure that you don't get off too early before your husband, before your, husband, before your wife. There have been times when she has gone through and 
orgasmed rather quickly, you know, because, you know, she was just that horny, but it would take time for me to, right? And so there have been times when she didn't last very long, and there have been times when I haven't lasted very long. It's kind of a back and forth thing. But in trying to, you know, deny our pleasure a little bit so that we last longer for our partner, well, that does kind of take away from the sensitivity and the pleasure because it has more things going on in our head. And so I realized my birthday, what really makes it special, what really makes it more pleasurable is the fact that it's the one day out of the year where I can completely relax, just feel what's going on and not be concerned or not hold back. And I think this goes to a bigger lesson here that we can learn uh, throughout the rest of the year, which is maybe we should take this mentality to more of the year. Now, I know, I know some women out there listening to the show might be going off and saying, yeah, so what you're saying here is my husband thinks it's his birthday every time. Okay, okay, let's not get with that, that bashing here. You know, I mean, you're staying with the guy for a reason, so obviously it can't be that bad. Or maybe there are other qualities uh, that you find uh, to be more important. I don't know. All right, but we can stop uh, with uh, the jokes and, you know, the bashing uh, at this particular point. And let's take a look here at the bigger picture. Now, the bigger picture is maybe, just maybe, we should spend more than one day of the year where we tell our partner, this is about your pleasure, right? Not about mine. This night is all about you. Don't hold back. Just, you know, enjoy it, right? And I'm not just talking about women saying this to your men. I'm also talking about this in men say it to your women, you know, and I kind of got around to thinking about this. And there have been times where I've done this for my wife, where I told her, hey, you know what? Tonight, it's all about you. Don't focus on me. It's all about you. Just relax and enjoy, right? And then I proceed to go and do all the things that I know she really, really likes and get her to the point where she has a really big orgasm. Now, I get around to thinking about this, and I'm thinking, maybe that's why there's more and more stories and more and more things coming up about women who have become less active in the bedroom. Not that they have less sex, but have become more and more content on just being in missionary position or just being in a position where the guy does all the work, and she just enjoys the experience and sex, where she doesn't feel the pressure to do anything really to perform herself is because women have figured out that sex becomes a lot more pleasurable when they just get to relax, be a little bit selfish about their pleasure, and therefore, because of the relaxation and being more present in the moment, are able to achieve orgasms at higher rate and bigger orgasms. Now it's time for us men to really be able to figure that out. At least the men who have spent their time with the philosophy that I've had, which is if you want to have or if you want to motivate your wife to have more sex, give her more orgasm, right? Don't be selfish. And while I do believe that should be the continued operating philosophy here, I do think that we need to actually spend more time throughout the year giving our partner permission to be selfish, to not hold back, to have a night from time to time to be all about their pleasure. So how would this go? Well, it really kind of depends on the frequency in which you have sex. So let's say you have sex, I don't know, what, twice a week, according to uh, polling data, is about the average number of times a couple has sex. 
All right, so let's say it's twice a week. Well, let's see here on on a month, that's four weeks, that's eight times. Wow, that is sad. So what if out of that eight times during that month, one time was all about his pleasure and maximizing his pleasure, and one time is about her pleasure and just focusing only on her, her achieving her maximum pleasure, that would still leave you the other six times of the month where sex is about your mutual pleasure, right? Maybe if we went off and just gave ourselves permission to have more days of the year outside of our birthday to allow ourselves to be special or allow ourselves to be selfish, then we can increase and maximize pleasure more instead of just being the one day out of the year. Because I take a look at this. Okay, that's one day out of the year. That means the other 364 days, I am diminishing or sacrificing some level of my pleasure to be focused on her pleasure. And I really, as I go through and I have thought about this, I really think that this gets to the heart of the situation here about why my birthday and birthday sex tends to be or seems to be the most pleasurable, the most fulfilling for me, because it's the one day out of the year where I don't have to hold back. Now, what if we allowed that to go on throughout the year more time, like one day out of the month? So it doesn't matter if you go at it, you know, two times a week, three times a week, or you're still at the beginning of your relationship going at it four times a week. I don't really think it would be a bad idea. In fact, I think it would be a good idea if each of you gets one day a month to be selfish in bed, one day a month where your wife gets to be selfish in bed, and one day a month where your husband gets to be selfish in bed. And whoever's turn it is to be selfish, it's the other person whose sole focus is to just focus on pleasuring the other person without any focus or concern on their own pleasure. Uh, wow. You know, that that could be very interesting. Now, of course, depending on your sex drive and how well this goes, maybe you just make it every other time. You know, every other time you give him permission to be selfish in bed. And every other time you give yourself permission along uh, with acknowledgement from him that it's about you. And so maybe sex goes from diminished mutual pleasure to uh, two, three times a week to all about your pleasure once a week and all about his pleasure the other time a week. I don't know. You can go through and you can experiment with this. You can go through and you can try and figure out what is the type mix. But I do think that throughout the year, each of you should be giving each other more than just your birthday to have the permission to be selfish, to just relax, just be present, and just be allowed to just get off whenever it just naturally occurs without holding back any. And this becomes even more evident as I go back and I take a look at the rest of the year for me. You know, the number of times where I've held back so much to focus on her pleasure that it started to become difficult for me to end up being able to get off in the end. In fact, there were some times when I held back so much in order to focus on her pleasure and trying to ensure that she has an orgasm that at the end of the night, she had an orgasm and I wasn't able to. Uh, I held back too much. And there's been some situations and the vice versa where it was just feeling really, really great for her and she didn't want it to end. And plus, she didn't want to get off so early and then have it still take so long for me to get off. I mean, when we go at it, you know, we're talking about, you know, on average, a minimum of a 45 minute commitment here, right? An hour long. So 
I mean, if you have to get up at six in the morning, you get your kids in the bed about nine in order for them to, you know, stop talking if they share a room and then really get uh, to sleep. And in a deep sleep, you're talking about 9.30, 9.45. And then you get in, you know, to having sex, you're talking about it's close to 10.30 to 11 o'clock, depending on how the kids go to sleep before you are even going to get finished. And so there, are, and if you watch a show, let's say you watch a show while the kids go to bed, so they go to bed at nine, you don't get even get into the bedroom until about 10. You go through some of the foreplay, some of the fun, you know, uh, just kind of waking up a little bit uh, more and then you get at it and then it's like 11 or just slightly after 11 before you're done. And then you're going to get up at six in the morning. Hey, that was easy when we were younger, but as we get older, uh, the lack of sleep just kind of catches up. And so, you know, I know that she has held back to the point uh, that she had ruined her ability to be able to have an orgasm that night, you know, because she had become so desensitized from holding back so often. And then, of course, there's times when we've both been holding back for the other person and, and to some degree, but also because we just didn't want it to end. And so all of this is to say is that holding back in, uh, your own pleasure, your own orgasm, in order to ensure that your partner has an orgasm, diminishes your own orgasm. Right? So going through here, you need to start giving each other more permission. I would say at a bare minimum, at a bare minimum now, and I want you to try this for the next few months, at the bare minimum, Make one night a month all about your partner's pleasure, giving them the permission to be just selfish in bed where it's about their pleasure and not yours. Make that one night a month, and which of course uh, also means that there needs to be one night a month where the situation is reversed about whose pleasure it is about. Try that. Try that, you know, whereby, you know, one of you is given permission during, the, during that time to just be completely selfish and only be about their pleasure and then compare the sexual satisfaction of that and the level of your orgasms from that as compared to what it normally is when you're focused on your mutual pleasure. And then, of course, outside of that two nights a month as you take turns, it's the same uh, as always where at least it should be the same as always about it being about your mutual pleasure. And now I know I've said this as an advice to men. Hey, men, if you want to encourage your women to have more sex, let's say you have a bigger sex drive uh, than your wife or your fiance or your girlfriend, and you're trying to find a way to motivate her into wanting to have more sex with you to fulfill your sex drive, that the best way to do that is to make sure that you give her more orgasms and bigger orgasms uh, when you are having sex. So right now, if she's only having an orgasm one out of every five times you have sex. The best way to motivate her to have more sex is to increase that to say, you know, three out of five or four out of five. If you can make it five out of five, if she knows she's going to have an orgasm almost every time, she's going to be much more willing to have more sex. But there is also the flip situation, isn't there? Where we have plenty of relationships out there where there are women who have the bigger sex drive than the man in the relationship. I know this kind of bucks the stereotype. But it happens, and from what I can tell, is probably a much more frequent situation than previously thought. And so the number one advice that I can give to you women is to just clearly communicate it. All right, don't just wait until the end of the day, you get into bed, he's 
prepared to go to sleep thinking that that's all that's going to happen and then try to drop some sort of subtle hint like a tap on the shoulder or all of a sudden you're just bursting with energy wanting to talk about your day and expect him to get it. I mean, he's went in there going through the routine uh, that his body goes to to prepare to go to sleep. He's you may be thinking about how he's not all that observant during the day and you expect him to be more observant at night as he is falling asleep to try and figure out whether or not you're in the mood for that night, especially if the way you act when you're horny is the same way you act in other situations when you're not horny. All right. So you need to be able to go off and clearly communicate with him about your desires. And guess what? Don't wait until bedtime. If you know earlier on in that day that you're horny and you really want to have sex that day, tell him early on in the day. All right. Tell him, you know, if you wake up horny, let him know, hey, you're horny and you're and we're going to do it tonight. You know, or, you know, throughout the day, maybe it's not until the mid afternoon when all of a sudden you start feeling that urge of being horny. Let him know earlier on in the day. Right. Let him know. And then as you let him know and just be blunt about it, if you have to don't drop subtle hints, be blunt about it, whether it's verbally blunt or physically blunt. Let him know that you are horny that day and that you want to have sex that night. You know, if you have kids, night is kind of the only time that you have, especially if you have young kids. When they're teenagers, sure, they're out of the house and you have more freedom throughout the day, Not, but you don't know when they're going to come back. But the problem with that is, unless you had kids when you were 16, you're going to be already uh, kind of in the old age, you know, middle age by the time they're teenagers and gone for most of the day. And you probably don't really have the energy or the motivation to as much as you do when you're younger. But okay, let him know earlier on in the day. And then spend time throughout the day being all sexual and flirty with him. You know, And start telling him about the things that you want to do to him that night. Let him start just like you, you know, getting sex on the mind earlier on in the day. So he's thinking about it more so that he will be more in the mood later on. Step number two for you women out there who have a bigger sex drive than the man in your life wanting to have more sex, all right? Try to get naked in front of him as often as you can, especially when you're horny. You know, go ahead, act like a teenager for a little bit. You know, the teenagers, when you first start hitting puberty and, you know, you women out there are trying to get attention by flashing your boobs to the other, to the guys trying to get their attention and showing off that, yes, you're becoming a woman. I mean, maybe that's not as prevalent uh, these days as maybe it was years ago. And of course, it wasn't all women who did that, of course, but, you know, kind of to get that mentality, you know, where you go off and you show off your body, you may flash them your boobs and let them know, hey, you know, you can have fun with these tonight. Or go ahead and walk out of the shower butt naked in front of him. You know, find ways to get him to be able to see your naked body. And then, of course, don't be afraid and don't be too shy. Don't be too worried about, and maybe he's not in the mood, to just start grabbing him. You know, to start rubbing on his crotch, you know, his cock, and start going ahead and giving him a spanking on the butt, you know, and hugging and nibbling on his neck throughout the day. You want to increase his sex drive, you got to make it clear and communicate your sexual wants, or at least when you're horny, 
and as early on in the day as possible, and then throughout the day, right? Now, if you don't have kids, this becomes even easier, you know, to be able to just go ahead and, you know, get naked and just walk out in front of him, show him off, shake your butt a little bit, and then go ahead, do a bit of a tiger crawl and, you know, just start going forward, tease him up, tease him up a little bit. Maybe in the middle of the day, if you have the opportunity or earlier on in the day, you just kind of, you know, even if he's watching TV, you just kind of drop between his legs and tease him a little bit with a bit of a blow job with where the purpose is not to get him off right then and there, but to get him teased up for later on when you do have the time. It becomes very easy. It's all about being able to communicate clearly and how much you have to go through on this between just letting them know that you're horny and wanting to that night to finding an excuse to get naked in the middle of the day and give them a blowjob for a tease without getting them off. You know, what level you have to go to kind of depends on where his sex drive is at. And you're going to know, and only you can know, where his sex drive is at in the relationship. And the more you become sexual, flirtatious, and showing off your naked body to your husband, your fiance, your boyfriend, whatever, the more you do that, the more you are sexually stimulating him. And the more you're sexually stimulating him, the more you're going to increase his sex drive. See, the human sex drive is really kind of funny. You know, it's, it really is true. Use it or lose it. And so the, your sex drive will change throughout the course of your life, not just because of age. I mean, yes, age does play some factor into it, but it's also based off of the frequency of sex. You know, so if you want to have more sex in the relationship, you just start having more sex, even if you're not really in the mood. And if you just keep having more sex beyond what your sex drive is currently at, eventually your body adjusts, get used to it, and your sex drive increases. This is true for both women and men. And of course, depending on what day of the week it is, whether you have to get up the next morning and whether you have kids or not, and whether you can send the kids away, you can also increase the sexual desire for a particular night by watching something. And no, I'm not saying that you need to go off and watch porn, porn, porn. No, you don't have to do that. I mean, you could just go off and watch something like Fifty Shades of Grey. That could be an idea. You know, something that you can do and be able to get, you know, yourself going. But yeah, if you just want more sex, just start having more sex. If you want to increase your sex drive in order to meet your partner's increased sex drive, then just start having more sex beyond what your drive is currently at and let your body readjust to a new, more frequent level of sex. Now, I know it's kind of one of those things where, you know, if you already have a high sex drive, it takes a lot more, well, it's a lot more painful, a lot more suffering to decrease your sex drive by denying yourself sex. All right. That seems to be a little bit harder than trying to increase your sex drive just by having more sex because it is harder to deny yourself the desire to, but it's easy to go ahead and just do it even though you're not particularly in the mood. So that's some of the things. And of course, women, you could also give them a little bit of help beyond just letting him know and beyond just showing him uh, your naked body as often as possible or naked body parts and do uh, more than just, you know, going through and rubbing on his cock and maybe te- giving him a blow job as a tease. There are other things you can do, uh, such as you can research diet. 
diets that are designed to increase sex drive and start taking a look at, you know, maybe finding some recipe books in order to be able to slip in things that will help increase the sex drive. Now, don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying go off and get your hands on some Viagra, crush them up and mix them into his food. That's not what I'm advocating for here. But there are some other things that you can do, especially if he's not on prescription medication that you can do in order to try and increase his sex drive. For instance, um, maybe uh, he likes a smoothie, or maybe you want to start getting into the process of getting uh, healthier and doing smoothies. Well, you can select the food ingredients in the smoothie that are more associated with helping to increase blood flow and circulation. You know, I mean, these are just natural fruits and vegetables that you can do in order to be able to increase a person's sex drive. Or you can go off and get some supplements that you can put in there, natural supplements, you know, that are designed to help increase a sex drive. Maybe not right away, maybe not immediately, but as time goes on and you consume more and more of it. What is it? Uh, things like L-arginine, you know, which you can get in a powder form and start baking that into the food. You know, whether that's the smoothie, whether that's a sauce for a particular, you know, food, maybe you make sure the spaghetti sauce that goes on his spaghetti has that little extra ingredient, you know, a macaroot, yoimbi, or, you know, just start researching things that are designed to increase one's sexual desire that's all natural and figure ways to get it into his food. As long as it's all natural, and he's not taking any medication that would interfere or that that, that or that that would interfere with either i'd say there's nothing wrong with sneaking a little something extra now my wife she used to go through and really enjoy the idea of me going through and slipping something extra into her food uh such as spanish fly and yes you know spanish fly you know it works very well on women i tried it it didn't seem to have any effect on me so I don't know whether this is just a one-way street here with Spanish fly, but there are some colorless and tasteless Spanish fly out there. And we got some of that. And she gave it to me and said, you know, don't let me know, just slip it in to my food or my drink at some particular point in time. You know, no need to tell her about it. She used to think it was so exciting every time she would eat or drink something, not knowing whether that particular item may be laced with a sexual stimulant. And it was so exciting uh, that she would get hornier more often and want to more often. Her sex drive increased because she kept thinking about it, kept thinking about, you know, that it might be in there. And there'd be a lot of times when she would ask me, you know, just to kind of confirm her suspicions, if I actually did lace something that she ate or drank that night with Spanish fly. And she would be surprised by how often the answer was no, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I realized that maybe the issue isn't the Spanish fly itself, but just the thought of it, just the thought of it got her aroused without ever having to actually do it. Now, of course, I decided every once in a while, sure, I would, you know, sure, I, I you know, we spent the money on it. Why not use it from time to time? And so there were times when I would go through if, uh, if I thought it was going to be kind of a special occasion, like. The grandparents took the kids uh, for the day or the night to slip it uh, to her at that particular point. But all in all, for the vast majority of it, 
I don't, I very rarely ever did it, but she just enjoyed the thought. And so maybe it's just the mind games here that will help increase the sexual pleasure and sexual drive of it. But all in all, I mean, you can go through and you can put in stuff uh, into his food, all natural ingredients that while it may not have an immediate effect right there that night, that over time will help to increase his sex drive because it's just designed to increase uh, blood flow, whether it's a natural, uh, 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 naturally dilates uh, the blood vessels or helps to uh, improve naturally the elasticity of, you know, their blood uh, of their veins, you know, and just promote more natural increased blood flow. Okay. So there are things that you can do. All right. So in any event, as we go through and we start wrapping up this episode, just remember on his birthday, it is special. It is about him and his pleasure. He's allowed to be selfish in bed and you should be willing to give him a special birthday treat, something either you haven't done before or something that you don't do often or don't do because you either dislike it or, you know, it doesn't do anything for you. You should be willing to try just about anything that you haven't tried before because you never know whether or not you're going to like it until you try it. So you should be willing to fulfill his birthday request. You know, on his birthday, if it's something that you know you don't like from previous experience, okay, yes, you can say no. But if it's something that your only objection is that you don't get any pleasure from it, but it it doesn't hurt or do anything negative to you, you should be willing to do that on his birthday. And he should be allowed to be completely selfish and have it be about his pleasure. And you should be encouraging that by focusing on his birthday about his sexual pleasure, as well as, you know, it's his birthday. He gets to choose what he does throughout the day, you know, and through this, you should try and find out in advance, not just on his birthday, but try to find out at a bare minimum, two weeks in advance, if there's something special he wants you to do for him on his birthday so that you can spend that time preparing yourself for it. You know, whether that's researching or just getting yourself mentally prepared or, you know, whatever the case is, preparing yourself to fulfill his birthday request. Okay. So that's it uh, for this episode. It went on much longer than I thought it was going to. I hope you enjoyed it. If this is your first time listening to the Sex Mancers podcast, uh, don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss another episode. Go ahead and listen to all the previous episodes that I have as well. You know, uh, leave me a rating and a review and go ahead and share this, whether it's on uh, social media or with friends and family that you think would also enjoy this show. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And I will be back again soon.